And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Lights out and away we are. Welcome to No Breaks, a Formula One podcast from the No Dunks Inc. Classic Factory, part of the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Trey Kirby. We've got our local F1 expert and recent home purchaser, Graydon Gordy. And Graydon, what's up, man? How's it going, petrol heads? What's up, Happy petrol to be here. Heads. You got a garage at that new place? I don't have a garage. I've got a shed, though. Pretty excited about oh, the shed, right. adding the shed action. I guess we could throw a podcast studio in there. Anytime I see yeah, a garage, be- <laughs> it's probably really a podcast I did, I, studio, I already, isn't it? Yeah, I've, I've already started to build it out. Of course, my wife doesn't know, but she'll she'll know. <laughs> Suddenly, you're going to be recording classics. I love it. Yeah. That's what we do here in this garage with our team principal JD over there, making the magic happen. Hello, guys. Would you uh, recommend it, JD? Putting a podcast <laughs> studio in your garage at any possible chance you get? You know, I would recommend it. I would recommend it. Yeah, it's nice having it. It sucks not being able to do really anything else with the garage, but sure, sure. for when you're podcasting, it's awesome. It's, it's perfect. Awesome. Well, we are podcasting now, so thank you to everybody joining us live on the Slipstream team here on YouTube, or if you're listening to the podcast later, thank you as well. We're here to talk about the very first Miami Grand Prix, Graydon. What were your thoughts on the weekend overall down there in Miami? What it... <laughs> okay, maybe not the craziest race we've ever had, but I feel like a crazy weekend. Definitely. As I found myself like going back to like note things that we should talk about on the show is like there are so many weird things that happen on the periphery of this race. I feel like that is what the US is best at. I don't know if we always deliver the best races, but any race that happens in the US is full of weird other stuff. So Exactly right. <laughs> like, exactly right. The like, off track content it always like, is yeah. to the max yeah. at uh at a United States Grand Prix. I think it was also the most watched Grand Prix of the year, which seems okay. to kinda of always be the case. Uh, when they have one in the U.S. I think the Austin one was uh, last year. I thought it was pretty surprising that this was on ABC when we've got basketball playoffs going on. Usually I, that's the Sunday afternoon kind of I was a little surprised affair. at that, too, actually. I thought that was really fascinating. That I, I don't know exactly what it means, but it's very telling about the prominence of the sport that it's kicking the NBA playoffs out of the ABC slot. That was wild. Yeah, that was definitely a surprise. Also very hot down there in Miami. Wow, what I could it tell. seemed really hot. Yeah, very I, hot. And you heard a lot of like, them. you know, like the, the broadcasters talking about how this is actually going to affect the race and how long it's going to take for your tires to warm up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, definitely they race in some really hot places. I think normally, we haven't been in a couple of years, but like Singapore is always a famously hot race because of the humidity. It's about the humidity, guys. You it's know, more about it's the not humidity? a dry heat. It's not a dry heat. <laughs> <laughs> and I think, but I just, I don't know that, 
I mean, I'm, they must have realized, but I, I think he was really punishing there this weekend at times. Yeah, it definitely seemed like it. We Maybe not the most interesting race. We'll get to the off-court. Off-court, I've been talking basketball too much, man. The off-track stuff a little bit later, but I thought uh, practice was interesting. I thought qualifying was interesting. I like seeing Mick Schumacher go into Q2 qualifying. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, the, we had the drama of George Russell, Daniel Ricciardo getting knocked out after Q2. We ended up with Charles Leclerc on pole, followed by Sainz in P2, Verstappen P3. Got any thoughts on practice or qualifying? You know, it seemed like it, qualifying was was interesting. It's, I, I think we're starting to see that it, it Ferrari really performs really well in qualifying. The car seems kind of optimized for qualifying almost, and that is really interesting. And it's going to have really interesting effects over the course of the season. But I don't know. You know, I think the one thing was is that I thought to myself initially is that maybe – Max didn't, you know, Red Bull kind of underperformed in qualifying, and as did Mercedes, again, I think kind of underperforming qualifying. So it, it seemed, I, I don't know, it, it, it didn't end up, it, it didn't end up, I'll say this, coming out of qualifying, I had a really strong inclination about the race that I'm not sure ended up being true. I think I was a little bit more surprised by how the race ended up playing out, given what we saw on Saturday. Did you think it was going to be more of a Monaco, where if you're qualifying first, you got a pretty solid shot at taking home the checkered flag. A lot of the drivers were suggesting that it might be all you heard leading up to it was chattering about how hard it would be to overtake <laughs> during the race, right? That off the line was really slick, that it was going to end up being a really boring race. You know, and I, so to me, I thought, oh, is is this really just a race down to turn one? And that once you're there, that's that. You know what I mean? It seemed plausible heading into it. I guess we didn't really know. And because of some interruptions uh, to practice, you know, various red flags. We actually hadn't seen a lot of the guys run long, run on heavy fuel, sure. run the tire, run race distances during practice. So I think there was still a lot of unknowns, like known unknowns heading into Sunday. But it definitely, I, I, I suspected it was going to be hard to overtake. It was going to be a little bit of a parade. Uh, and that whoever started on pole should probably overwhelmingly be the favorite to win. So. Yeah, uh, I was I was thinking along the same lines, and I also thought it was maybe not the greatest sign when most of the drivers were like, "Don't expect a good race on Sunday." No, that doesn't <laughs> feel good. That doesn't. The driving's going to be at tough, all. and uh, it's probably not going to be very good. So no, that doesn't seem good at all. I I I and I I also thought, to be honest, I thought Sunday we were going to see just a lot more. I don't want to say, well, maybe driver error, but stoppages. I was, that there's big sections of the track, and that became clear over practice, you know, that are just super tight, yep. especially like turns 11 through 14 in there. Like before that chicane, before you get to the long back straight, that is a super tight section, really hard to navigate, uh, where both Ocon and Signs put it in the wall. You know, I thought, oh, we're definitely going to get a red flag during this race. There's no way this is clean and nobody puts it in a wall at some point. So, I, again, something that didn't play out exactly the way I anticipated. But, yeah, you know. Got, uh, got one little collision. I guess we had a few collisions in the race. One major one that yeah. obviously had a bit of an influence on what happened. But, yeah, uh, cleaner, I thought, Grand Prix than expected, especially, you know, with all the crashes during practice in particular. As for the race, here's the results. Uh, in P1, Max Verstappen takes the win. 
Graydon, uh, followed by both the Ferrari guys in P2 to Leclerc, P3 for Sainz. He's followed by Sergio Perez. Then we got the Mercedes, George Russell in P5, P6 for Hamilton, followed by Bottas in P7, Ocon in P8, Alexander Albon in P9, and Lance Stroll, the last points down there in P10, I think, because uh, Fernando Alonso was a bit of a penalty meister uh, during the Grand Prix. So, Braden, we always go through categories here. What's your big takeaway from the Miami Grand Prix? Uh, My big takeaway is, is that Ferrari has to be a little bit more aggressive strategically than they are because they do not have the pure pace at this time to win from behind. If they are out in front, they can defend effectively sometimes, although in this race, not so much. And and in clear air, you know, they can keep pace. But if they're fighting from behind, they don't have the speed on the straights to overtake Red Bull. So they need to be willing to take some chances. For example, during the safety car, they they chose not to pit Charles Leclerc and come out behind Max with softs mm-hmm. on. They didn't have any mediums available. They only had to go to softs, and they were concerned about, I think, probably would those hold up to the end of the race. But given the length of the safety car, I think they absolutely would have held up to the end of the race. And at the very least, you would have gotten – you probably would have gotten past Max and had Max fighting to repass you at the very end in a worst-case scenario. I personally would have taken that risk. I think it would have been worth it. I think it's not in their nature to do so. They're strategically more conservative. I think they need to have a slightly higher risk tolerance there. They need to roll the dice a bit more because at this point, I don't think you look at the last couple races and anymore can you say they're they're the presumptive favorite to win it all. Yeah, I think that's definitely right. Uh, Red Bull looks like the fastest car on the grid. Every time that Verstappen has finished a race, he's won the race. Exactly. That that definitely is playing out. So, yeah, maybe Ferrari needs to take some more chances. Though I think they said that uh, with regards to the safety car, I think uh, Horner said that Red Bull got really lucky because they had already passed the pit entrance. But so had Ferrari. So yeah, so maybe set, is, yeah, they, they missed their chance. Maybe maybe I don't they know. missed their chance. It's true. Um, it also was. It started with a virtual safety car and then went to safety car. So that kind of affects your. You you probably know it's going to go to a safety car for a virtual safety car when they just kind of pause the race and everybody maintains their distance. You can kind of get into the pits and get out. But for a virtual safety for an actual safety car when they let people bunch up, it's a possibility everybody scoots up behind sure. you and you lose a lot of spots real fast. You don't know when they're going flip that switch so there's there is risk involved and in ferrari's defense after the way things went last week where they threw away points on an error they probably thought we're in second and third that's a good point hall let's keep it you know because in their mind i will say this about ferrari they are playing the long game mattia bonotto after the race when being challenged about red bull's pace said Red Bull, what the mistake he thinks they're doing is they are blowing all of their budget on improvements early in the season, and we intend to manage that budget over time and improve more between now and December. So that is... Now, maybe that is true. I don't know. Clearly, Red Bull has picked up a lot of pace. Even the difference Definitely. between Australia and you know this week is a massive improvement from the Red Bull. So the question is... But that's a little bit speculative. How much of their budget have they allotted to that? How much does Ferrari have left? How much more do they have to improve? But it is that is a new element this year, which is the budget caps and the amount of money that you can invest in intra-season improvements. 
is going to change the way that works. You can't just keep your foot on the gas and improve and improve and improve and improve. You have to pick your spots to make leaps forward and invest those dollars. So I think we'll we won't know until the end. Did people kind of manage that those limited resources correctly? So is that kind of stuff um, available? You know, like can I go to GearHype.com and see all the cost ha- caps I and don't, that kind of stuff? Well, you can see all the cost caps, but I don't think you can see how much they've like deducted against it, right? Like I don't think any, but I, in fact, almost certainly you can't because I'm sure the teams are trying very hard to hide that sure. from one another. This is also the reason why I think that secretly Mercedes isn't really a threat even if they like turn some corner to actually like come back and win the constructors championship or something like that is that they'll also run out of budget at some point as they keep pushing and pushing and pushing to catch up to the top two um but but we don't know i mean again bonotto's speculating who knows how much maybe maybe these improvements that red bull made were actually minor tweaks that were kind of easy gains and they have the majority of their budget left so it's he's speculating but certainly what he suggests is ferrari believe they have a lot of pace they can still find that they haven't gone and gotten yet i think that's interesting because we did see sergio perez still having problems with his car uh you know he's saying he was losing three seconds on the straights basically and they're like uh we can't seem to find anything wrong here that might have been a little bit of gamesmanship apparently they fixed it but there were still problems uh for red bull but i'm kind of with you i think that ferrari should have been a little bit more bold with their pit strategy because they kind of got a gift with the safety car being so late because verstappen was so much was in such a huge lead oh yeah ahead of leclerc that when it actually got bunched up together maybe you think all right, we got a little bit of a chance here that we wouldn't have actually gotten. So uh, I agree with you there. And the other part uh, for me, my big takeaway, Graydon, is that Mercedes has done some upgrades. They look for better, sure. for but it sure. ain't good enough. Uh, they got basically new wings in the front and in the back. Car looked a lot faster. George Russell was the fastest in a practice uh, FP2. Looked great in Q1. Not great after Q2. And even after he had that uh, really nice practice on Friday, both him and Hamilton were like, we have no idea what's happening. You know, like sure. our cars are working really well, but we can't exactly figure out why, which, you know, it just seems like kind of more of the same for Mercedes. Their car is really inconsistent. It seems hard to drive and they haven't exactly nailed it even from day to day. Like it, cha- it feels like yeah. the car changes every single time they go out there. No, I think that's right. That there, there still is too much variance. It's, it's not refining and honing in. It still is a lot of testing and trying, right? But at the end of the day, they still showed great pace, right? Fifth and sixth, that's a terrific, best of the rest for them is a terrific haul at this point, and very confidently so. You know, I, they got a little bit lucky with a mistake from from Valtteri late in the race where he went a little, little, little wide on the turn. Yeah, he got <laughs> like a little both bit, of them. Yeah, he got a little bit nervous with his his old team breathing down his neck, but, but you know, so they got a, a bit lucky with that mistake, but either way, they were going to finish right in there. They were probably in a good position to overtake him at some point during the remainder of the race, so the, it, it's... But they are showing, it's interesting, that they definitely, the race pace is there, right? They are confidently in third in the championship. Russell is the only guy to finish in the top five in every single race so mm-hmm. far this season, which, by the way, he's he's driving incredibly, right? But it's, um, at the same time, their qualifying struggles are a nightmare, and it's going to be a huge handicap on them if they if they can't solve that and find a little bit more balance between the sort of car characteristics that you need to perform well in quality versus what you need for race day. So, Is Lewis Hamilton ever going to be able to beat George Russell again or what's going on here? Because he does seem to be 
coming out on the short end of things, strategy-wise and luck-wise. But if it keeps happening, like, there has to be a reason. Like, it can't just be... Russell ends up in the perfect place every single time for a pit stop. No, and, and that's right. I mean, Russell is getting lucky a couple again. The safety car again this week benefited Russell, and it, it it he wouldn't probably have finished where he would if if it was just a clean race and Russell had to pit late again. I don't think he finishes ahead of Lewis. So again, he he gets a little lucky, but he's making his own luck. You know, sure. running long at the beginning totally. of a race where a safety car was widely expected is a smart move. So there is something sensible. To, now, they also just did that because of where he finished in mm-hmm. qualifying, which was bad. But he, it's, the, certainly I'll say this. There is, I do not believe for one second that Mercedes is like favoring George Russell strategically. <laughs> like Lewis yeah. is their guy. He has led them to the mountaintop time and time and time again. They're not like, you know, favoring Russell. It's, but I think he's. I think at the end of the day, he just he just looks good. He's making his own luck. At some point, will it even? I also at some point you have to wonder: Is Lewis a little? I don't want to like play pop psychologist here, but this has been a very demoralizing six months. Having losing the title at the last, the very last moment, mm-hmm. even realistically possible, coming in having the car be so underwhelming being outperformed by your teammate for the first time since you joined Mercedes really I mean I know Nico beat him for the title but it was neck and neck closer than he's been to Russell really it's it's all really difficult for him and I'm not saying that he can't rise to the challenge but I do think maybe he's just a little bit back on his heels in his way that he's not normally it's definitely a different kind of challenge right yeah for sure it's harder to get excited like oh I'm coming in fifth today yeah, for sure. I'm going for my eighth straight title uh, or whatever it may be. But uh, definitely strange. Uh, I mean, you definitely see the buzz of people being like, is this going to actually be Lewis Hamilton's last season? Like, is he just going to go on to become a famous champion guy? Because he did a great job of being a famous champion guy, I thought, yeah. down there in Miami. But uh, yeah, very odd to see Hamilton not getting the most out of his his car because Russell definitely is. Well, And then also what's weird is, is that at the end of last season, I would have told you this is, despite what is an incredible career of championship-level performances week in, week out, Lewis was doing some of the best driving I had ever yeah. seen. Like so, like the Brazil Grand Prix is is a, is a top three drive all time from any driver over the course of that sure. whole weekend. It's unbelievable what he did over the, you know, it's like he, he was firing on all cylinders and then to see him come in and be and struggle so much, it feels like such a drop off from where he was at. So recently, I don't know if I have a good explanation for that. Yeah. It's, so, yeah, yeah. It, it's just definitely strange. Uh, I guess we'll see how it progresses as, the season goes on because he can't be happy to be the number two driver on the team no, that he's won no. so many uh, championships with. But uh, this one might be a hard category to answer, Graydon. What was the best moment from the Miami GP? Ooh, wow, wow, The wow, start? Wow. I mean, we had a nice start, you know? <laughs> Is it, yeah, Martin Brundle's chaotic <laughs> grid walk. Insane. Like, is probably my favorite moment. I, You know, uh, for me, it's, I mean, the most exciting stretch actually on track is probably the, you know, the, the 
the four or five laps right after the safety mm-hmm. car where Leclerc is chasing down Max and it feels like and then and then just behind them Perez is pushing signs and you've got a a really hot fight between both the Red Bull Ferrari pairings for about four mm-hmm. or five laps there and it's really unclear how that's going to play out it you know between the slipstream and uh DRS it looked like Leclerc could potentially catch him Perez on much faster tires, fresher tires, looked like he could possibly overtake Carlos. A lot seemed up in the air at that moment. In the end, nobody changed position. So it was a little bit (laughs) like, you know, nothing came of it. But that was good television for those, you know, for that stretch there. Absolutely. It was a much-needed and well-timed safety car to give us a couple of little battles there. Like you're saying, the battle for P1 and P2, battle for P3 and P4, and then just a little further back, that's when we had both the Mercs passing buckets as well. Yeah, totally. Those were all pretty cool moments. The only other thing I would throw maybe in the mix, the start was good. Verstappen had an awesome start. I thought it was uh, interesting that going into the start, they were saying how it might actually be better to be starting from the odd side of the grid, the one, three, five, seven side, just because it had better grip. And that's exactly what turned out to be. It's like these guys know what they're talking about out there. It's like they know what they're talking about. All about that surfaces. And then around, I guess, lap 17, there was a nice little scrap in the midfield. I think it was Stroll, Vettel, Alonzo, and Latifi. Eventually, the two Haases kind of got in the mix as well. Yeah. They were just all very close to each other. I don't know if anybody was actually doing any passing or it'd be like, you know, they get ahead for a quarter of a lap and then the other guy passes. But at least they were mixing it up. Yeah, no, totally. I, I think it's... I think it was just, yeah. I mean, listen, the, the race wasn't our. It wasn't the most exciting race. It just wasn't. But there was moments that were fun, and I think the whole the whole spectacle, the whole event itself, is fun. You know, but it, it, for me, the bigger takeaway is what it was more interesting is in the context of the whole season. What this race signified is really fascinating about where the teams are at and where they're headed versus. Uh, the specifics of any given moment. Definitely. It felt like a very, like, uh, I think that uh, Alfa Romeo put it as the positions have crystallized at one point. And it definitely felt like that. It's like, here's our top two cars. Here's our third car. Here's the midfield. And then we'll see what happens uh, with the back markers. How about a surprise or a disappointment? Any teams, any drivers stick out to you? So surprise for me, number one surprise got to be Alex Albon back in the points. That is an awesome drive from him uh it's he just crushed it and that that williams is not fast like we should not under uh, undersell how impressive it was to put it in the points twice so far this season and they did it i'm more impressed with this one than the first time around because the first time around they kind of did it on a a very edge case strategy of going mm-hmm. to the penultimate lap before pitting, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know that was like that was that was kind of a crazy approach. But in this instance, I mean, I, he just crushed it, uh, and I thought he drove a great race, and and he definitely deserves that. Biggest disappointment, I mean, yet another. It, it's it's not really his fault. Uh, you know what my you know who my biggest disappointment is? I was going to say Vettel, but for me, it's actually Mick Schumacher. Mm. And the reason I'm disappointed is, is because he was right there. He was, he was right race. there on the on the brink of getting his first points, of having had a really great race. And he messed it up with Vettel, you know, coming into contact with Vettel. And it would have been awesome to see him get his first points. So that's most disappointing in the sense that it's like he 
he was so close and oh, blew it. Oh, definitely. I, I thought he was driving great. I thought he'd had a pretty solid qualifying. I think he was Q11 in P1. Like, yeah. Or in Q1, sorry. Um, so, yeah, I thought he was – that was great. And it would have been, a, like, a really nice moment for the Haas team being the American team with, like, a major name in Schumacher to actually have a successful weekend. Would have been really great for them, but uh, – botched it there at the end unfortunately my disappointment another bad one for mclaren i thought you know lando was solid in qualifying but lap 19 he pits from p7 real slow stop he gets passed by stroll and vettel right into traffic right into the drs train which kind of eventually leads to his crash on lap 40 whose fault was that though him or gasly because gasly goes wide Apparently just doesn't see Norris there. Norris kind of jets up on the inside, and then Gasly comes back Did in they end up issuing a penalty for it? I don't think I, so. I, it, To me, it it did feel like... It, to me, it, it felt like just like really bad luck on both sides. I, I don't think anybody's being especially reckless there. I think Gasly is trying to manage a tough situation, trying to stay over on the side. Lando is doing the smart thing and going around him. I mean, it does feel like I, I saw that and I, I just was like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I it didn't I, did, I didn't think like Gasly was – I certainly wouldn't blame Lando. Yeah. I feel not. like I would either blame Gasly or just be like, ah, shit happens. Like, I, that, <laughs> that would be like my take on – you yeah. know, like my take on it, like probably. All right. Yeah. Here's a – this is um not really one of our qu- – things uh, our categories but a question i had from you we had both aston martins had to start from the pits yeah. we had albon uh didn't go through qualifying after a crash on friday so he started last yes who is actually last the guys starting from the pits are actually last so you're telling me albon would be p18 and then the the two aston martins are 19 and 20 do they uh, do they yeah. even do they did they list it like that? Do they even list you as P nineteen and twenty at that point? Yeah, I guess or they, they maybe just you? put pit stop. I think they put like, like pit that. start. I don't even think they technically put you as that, but they have to wait. They they are the I believe they you want to be on the, the slipstream team. Tell me if I'm wrong, but it's like I believe when they they have to wait. I believe till all the cars have crossed okay. the line. To make that, or wait, the, no, wait there, I forget the rules around this. The exact rules. Long story short, you don't want to start from the pits. It's better to be on the grid. It's better to be on the grid. You do not want to start from the pit lane. Well, I'm glad to have that clarified because it's going to really factor into my decision here for our most prestigious <laughs> award. Who was the full beans driver of the weekend for you, Graydon? The best beans. Who are you giving your beans to? I'm going to go George Russell. Oh, I mean, I just feel like he's he's he after and that's partly because of the gap that he made up between qualifying and the race itself after what was a bad qualifying from him. And it looked like he was struggling to figure out the car. You know, he looked great in practice. He looked like he had real pace. Qualifying went terribly. He then drove a great race. He drove a terrific. He absolutely maximized the potential of the car. The other guy I would consider is Albon. You know, that's, I mean, it, but P9 from P18, maybe, maybe. I mean, P18. that's really, I mean, it's really, it, it's a terrific result. Yeah, that was awesome. In a bad car. In a bad car. He had the red hair. He said, I'm keeping it. Ooh, the red hair. It's good luck. What a look. The only other guy I'm throwing in the mix, Esteban Ocon, finished P8, started in the pits. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> He yeah, started yeah, in yeah, the yeah. pits. Uh, and I just thought a really solid drive from him, him as well. I loved uh, the Alpine pit crew shirts that were basically like, 
the Miami Heat, Miami Vice pink and blue since they wear yeah. pink and blue as well that was it. really cool so it's pink it's a, that's one of my favorite getting colors. my full beans and I would, uh, I would give Botas a little bit of love good quality oh, finished yeah. P7 could have finished higher if there wasn't the safety car that, as well my that I if Botas had held off the Mercs I think I would have said Botas that was awesome qualifying ahead of Hamilton being up where he was all race he had a great weekend he just had one moment where he succumbed to a lot of pressure from behind and went a little bit wide and let them both slip past him but if he had held and he still had a great race he should still be proud of what he did but if he had held them off I think that would have been my answer spilled the beans a little bit there. he spilled the beans just at the end got a little bit on his shirt just <laughs> <laughs> but man what a what a weird you know nine months for Valtteri because oh, yeah. he finished at Mercedes. It didn't end well. Everybody knew he was going to be replaced, but still, that's a championship car. He could have very ended up, very easily ended up in a Williams. Oh yeah, for sure. Like very easily. Instead, he's got Alpha Huge Romeo choice. looking solid, looking really solid. Though Joe Guan Yu had to take a DNF in this one. Yeah, that was a shame. That was very fast. Yeah. Like very in the very early goings of the race, right? Uh, I'm not. I didn't actually ended up reading about what happened there but oh, listen that happens but certainly hey, I think man. they're showing uh, both I think Joe Guan Yu is showing his inherent talent this weekend to side I think he's showing that he he's a highly capable driver and and Valtteri and that they're both showing that the car has real potential I mean I think this car can absolutely fight for you know it seems like he can keep up with anybody in the midfield mm-hmm. you know aside from maybe Merck at this point yeah, well, they've definitely been more consistent than McLaren has. And, yeah. you know, Haas had a real nice start to the season. They've kind of fallen back a little bit. So, yeah, great season uh, so far from Alfa Romeo. Anything else from the track, Graydon, in Miami? All, the only thing I'll say is is that Aston looks – Stroll did a nice job salvaging getting back in the points, but the whole team, bad vibes, feels a bit of a mess – and they are promising some big updates, some big changes in the near future. So I'll be really interested to see whether Aston can make a big leap because their claim they're coming to Spain with some really big changes. But we'll see. We don't know. We'll see. They should start by heating up their fuel. That would be a good start. Just, heat up just the fuel. doing Everyone the basic, that. obeying the basic regulatory requirements to start <laughs> on the grid and not in the pit lane is a great start. You want to be on that grid. We'll be back on the grid after this break to talk about everything that happened off the track in Miami. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Back with the no breaks, boys. We're going down to Miami to Meme Central. Lots of fun stuff off the track this weekend. So let's start with the helmets. Because it's on the top of your head. Because it's... 
I guess. Uh, Graydon, what was Good. the best special headwear you saw in Miami this week? We well, got Lando Norris's okay. basketball helmet. I mean, this is a. I love this. Yeah, this was. Uh, I thought it looked better in pictures than in when like on in head. the race. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. On, it just looks. <laughs> it looks too realistic. Yeah, almost. it's like he's wearing. A yeah, it just looks heavy, like heavier to me. I don't know if a basketball help, he, uh, basketball or a helmet. Is heavier, but for whatever reason, it just looked a little too heavy to me. I thought he had a great line where he said, "We should actually give this to George with how much bouncing he does out there." Oh, oh savage! Another great you one uh, from the McLaren boys: Daniel Ricardo's Ace Ventura helmet, which was <laughs> not a way to take the Miami theme that I was expecting, but I thought it was very funny to have a missing snowflake there on the back. Because I'm thinking Miami Heat when I hear Miami. Or I'm thinking, you know, beach scenes. But definitely Ace Ventura was set in Miami. Right no around the Dolphins. Around. Great yeah. stuff. Uh, I also liked uh, Sebastian Vettel's helmet. He's saying that uh, the Miami GP is going to be the first underwater GP by 2060. He showed up with a yeah. climate change shirt as well. Vettel's awesome, man. He is awesome. He, I loved, I love this. I love him bringing attention to the climate change stuff and making the Miami GP, GP about that. Plus... This also, I think, looks sharp. It does look cool. Yeah, with like <laughs> a snorkel cool on looking. it. Yeah, I or, think I'm yeah, into snorkel. it. Like, it's rad. Yeah. Acknower swim later. The big Aramco <laughs> logo on the side yes, is a yes. little bit like there's some cognitive dissonance there, I think. Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> thing, but it's still cool. I think it's still cool. <laughs> yeah, maybe on the back it says... We're a little to blame as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I guess he's like, oh, I'll be retired both by sides, 2060. Both sides, both sides, real small. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we have to mention um, the Pirelli Championship helmets after this. This was wild. Coming out to the podium, rocking the Pirelli helmets. They also did get hats. Uh, I thought Verstappen pulled it off, and I thought this picture of Carlos Sainz <laughs> giving the salute was just the funniest thing I've ever seen. I don't seen, know how people feel about it. I'm into the football helmet. I think I want cool. a, I want a Pirelli football helmet. I also, I think because last year in Austin, they gave them cowboy hats, right? Yeah. Yep. And then here, which is, to me, it's, they need to, we need to go with like regional headwear yeah. for every podium celebration, I think. Okay. But like, they, I want, do they like, only weird, do it in the United States, it seems? is a, I think the United the States headwear. is, I think in the U.S. we're the most inclined to do something weird and gimmicky and make them wear oh, yeah. we something love a, silly. Love a weird hat. So, so that's probably, but I don't well, I don't think that's like a uniquely American staple. It's like we're the ones that make them wear weird hats. So like, <laughs> I think that's okay. like. Americans I, are known for their famously weird hats. Yeah. Uh, two questions off that then. Las Vegas is going to be the next United States Grand Prix okay, uh, next year in November. What is what is uh, the like, Nevada? The what you know those like region. clear plastic like oh, gambling like visors, dealer. like a poker visor <laughs> thing. Okay, that's that like would be awesome. I, that is like see through plasticky, but says Pirelli on the top. That would be awesome. That would be that's perfect. <laughs> that's honestly perfect. And the other question: Which F one driver do you think would be the best NFL player? Wow. What a good! <laughs> I don't know if I can see many the of them. Answer is the, the answer is the answer. of all, the answer is none of them. The answer is none of them would be good. They're like tiny guys. Yeah, I, well, think, I mean Russell's six four. He okay, be, uh, he's tall. He's tall, so he could be like a wide receiver or something. I was thinking place kicker, but place yeah. kicker. Yeah, yeah, place kicker is fine. Oh, punter. Maybe Daniel Ricardo could be a punter. He's. I think he he's. Some of them are a little good at soccer. Leclerc sure. is good at soccer. Vettel's good at soccer. He could be a you know a, like a place kicker. Yeah, they're used to wearing helmets already. So and that, I went with punting for Ricardo because I was thinking like Aussie rules football players are good punters. 
Yeah. Or sometimes they are. They do punt. You got to have picks. some sort of foot skills. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think sure. Ricardo's a good choice, but let us know down in the comments which Formula One driver would be the best football player. They were all saying this was a very physical race, Graydon. So I don't know how so, two and a half hours of 90 degree heat stacks up to 60 minutes of NFL football, but I can see it being similar. Yeah. A lot of celebs in attendance down there in Miami. What was your favorite interaction? You already mentioned. Martin Brundle going crazy. I mean, Brundle going crazy on the grid. I mean, him talking to, uh, is it Paolo Bonchero? Is yep, it mistake? Paolo Boncaro. sorry. That mistaking him for Patrick Mahomes, for Patrick Mahomes was a pretty special moment. <laughs> yeah, pretty I thought good. I was talking to someone different, but I would like to get to know you. I was like, I was like not paying attention during this. I was like doing something with one of the babies, like in the corner. And then I, I heard Martin Brundle like kind of end this conversation awkwardly and came sprinting back over to the television to be like, "What is going on?" <laughs> like, this was a weird so, moment when he's just yeah. yelling, "Patrick." Patrick! <laughs> oh, that's not Patrick. No wonder he was ignoring me. But, um, you know, to Brundle's credit, I suppose, Paulo Boncaro isn't even a professional athlete yet at this no, point. No, I mean, I, like, honestly, like, I don't know... I don't know if I would have been like, oh, that's Paulo Boncaro. Like, I, they, like, I, I mean, yeah. like, in context, I was like, oh, I've seen that guy. I know who this guy is. But I think if I pa- pass him on the street, well, if I pass him on the street, he'd be very tall. So, yeah. but, I, but I don't know. It's, that's a perfectly fine person to not recognize, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I, uh, I also liked his moment uh, with Venus Williams. He was trying to interview both Venus and Serena. He noticed Venus, and he was just very happy that she actually talked to him. He's like, oh, you usually give me the cold shoulder. <laughs> it's great to have a conversation together. He was so chuffed, I think you would say, afterwards. Uh, that was very, very funny to me. This was like, there were so many people on the oh grid. Oh, my God. Everybody was walking around. Like, he walked by Dwayne Wade so many times. I, 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 I was surprised he didn't recognize Dwayne Wade. I thought that would be someone that he might. I guess Martin Brunel doesn't really know anything about major American sports and doesn't know anything about the NBA. So maybe I'm not that surprised. But, like... I don't know. Dwayne Wade is a fairly he's no he's known fam- he's, he's known. a fairly famous and he was looking figure. famous too. I would say like he, was he had very fam- flashy he's outfit. Got, he's on. like the mayor of Miami, right? Definitely. You got to think people have mentioned him or he's out there. People swarming around him. You'd think it, it would have been noticeable that that's a guy you should go talk to. Yeah, it was very 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 hectic on the grid. I saw on Twitter afterwards that Brundle said, "That's why I've never watched one of those back. I hate doing it." Pretty much. <laughs> He's like, "I hate doing it, but everybody loves it when I go out there." So, oh, wild stuff. Another one that I really liked was that uh Bad Bunny apparently okay. was very close with the Red Bull squad this weekend. He had a little Bad Bunny, uh he's got a new record out signing his name on the back. I love this picture of him and Max Verstappen because it's hard for me to imagine like Max Verstappen listening to music. Yeah, yeah. Like doing in general, anything besides driving. And like just vibing out in yeah. general, like chilling. Like, like yeah, Max like at home, like what is domestic Max like? It's very odd no one to knows. imagine. No one knows. Yeah, the other thing, uh, just back to Lando's uh, basketball helmet, just something that uh, jogged my memory. I thought it was very funny that anytime on the broadcast anybody would mention uh, Lando's basketball helmet, they'd be like, or, you know, he could try a three-pointer with it. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was all that was the go-to. 
joke Crofty did it. Ted Crafty. Kravitz did it. Well, he could try a three-pointer with it yeah, from distance. Like, I know yeah. what those are. Yeah. Three-pointers. Somebody did say from distance <laughs> from after. Distance. They did add that on the end. I thought, this is this is good. This is very good, awkward yeah. British guys talking about basketball. Might as well just try a three-pointer with it. I from thought that distance. was very funny. But uh, a lot of celebs swoosh. in attendance. We had uh, Michelle Swish. Obama was there. James Michelle Corden Obama. had uh, the McLaren guys in there. Oh, my God. <laughs> James Corden. I, I, we had too much James Corden, I thought, over the course Gordon. of the weekend. A lot of James. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I um, was far too aware of where James Corden was at any given moment. But they, I was really happy they never did, like, a singing car bit. Yes. At least to the best of my knowledge. Oh. I thought that was inevitable. Yeah, you're right. That does seem like a, like a guaranteed Like a guaranteed carpool, we're gonna, karaoke. Like, carpool karaoke thing, like, racing around the track at 150 miles an hour trying to sing something. I thought that was inevitable, but we never got it pretty funny get max verstappen and james corden in a car together singing some bad bunny songs does he sing yes i'm 100 percent in actually it's a good record i don't know if you checked it out it's a pretty solid record one guy we didn't mention yet though gets his own category michael jordan he was hanging with merc all weekend that guy's a big petrol head i think he actually does have his own racing team at least at one point so my question for you graden what's the best michael jordan picture from the weekend we basically got two to consider here one uh, here's Michael with Lewis Hamilton, David Beckham, and Tom Brady. A lot of people coming down hard on Beckham for yeah, this Yeah, for picture. being in this, saying it's like three goats and a guy named David. Yeah, who right. are you subbing in? Messi, maybe? Ronaldo? Yeah, yeah, Messi. Is Pele. Pele. I mean, these are older guys, I suppose. Pele, I feel like a little bit. And older guys. At least two of them, I think, are still active. <laughs> yeah, good point. Michael, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Lewis Hamilton did race later that day. Tom Brady, still a football player. He was retired for a second. Yeah. Just for a second. But then he realized he had to spend time at home with his family. (laughs) Never mind, I'll go back to football. Going to racing. Uh, The other picture to consider is when Michael Jordan met Pierre Gasly. Uh, There they are, just having a meet and greet, no big deal. They probably ordered some sort of dinner. Yeah. Helmet on the table. That's not weird at all. But then... Michael Jordan put on Pierre Gasly's helmet. Yeah, this is this, <laughs> this is, is awesome really. It, you know what this looks like? This looks like somebody's wearing a helmet and they photoshopped in the crying Jordan meme behind bit. the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't really look like it's a real uh-uh. photo. It looks like they've. But yeah, like if Pierre Gasly had a bad race and then you crying Jordaned him. Yes, is what it looks like. Well, to me. honestly. Gasly did crash out of this race. So he might have so got crying Jordan. Is, maybe this is end. what he did. I mean, maybe this was a bad omen. <laughs> maybe this was a he should have never let the man put his helmet on. Which way do you think it went when that helmet was sitting there? Do you think Jordan's like, can I try that on? Or do you think Gasly's like, you can try that on if you want to? Oh, wow. I feel like Jordan is like, isn't it not first of all, I don't think Jordan said, Can I try this on? I think Jordan's like, I'm trying this on. <laughs> yeah, like, Jordan just takes point. it and like, Pop it on. like I'm doing whatever I want right now. Thank you. All right. Our last category, bit of a catch-all. What else caught your eye in Miami? Non-Michael Jordan, non-celebrity, non-Brundle, non-helmets. Okay. We had, I mean, good other weird stuff. Vettel wearing his underwear outside of his suit Very was weird. a nice Very weird, weird moment. I liked that as a nice protest moment. Uh, yeah, this is this is good. Like, uh, I mean, I, I guess he's protesting them having to check their fireproof underwear now or their fire resistant uh, underwear. Yeah, they have to wear fire resistant underwear. Correct. And and he was uh, <laughs> it, like kind of, I think, trying to call attention to silliness around the, yes. the checking that something like that. So this is this is good stuff. This is yet another classic. I just feel like that. I feel like he's Vettel's... settling into like a good like d- like weird 
like extroverted dad like phase where he's like just he's 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 complaining about politics he's wearing his underwear on the outside of his pants he's being a big weirdo i love it yeah he's uh embracing elder statesman status yes, i think absolutely. you would say when you just kind of say what's on your mind and sometimes throw some underwear on the outside this is of- a good weird um the uh, the police escort for Max was peculiar. Okay, yeah. I thought that was like, what is Get going on here. here? And I thought it kind of wasn't that well like shot, like TV wise. It just was like kind of an awkward. Mm-hmm. Thing. Also, how did um, Charles and so it looked like it was quite far from where the the they parked the cars at the end to to where they presented. So how did Charles and Carlos get there so quickly? They must have had a separate. They escort. must have had like a golf cart or something, yeah. right? Yeah, you get a police escort if you win, and then you and get then a golf cart. If otherwise. you like, if you're like second, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I think that's fair. Uh, I also like Lewis Hamilton showing up to press conferences, wearing more jewelry than anyone could ever imagine. Oh yeah, wearing. He's been under, <laughs> under fire a little bit as the FIA is trying to uh, institute a jewelry ban, (laughs) basically targeting Lewis Hamilton. So he says, you say I can't wear jewelry? I will wear all of my jewelry. And apparently he has two piercings that won't come out. Where do you think they are? Uh that's a good question. <laughs> Let us know I, in I, the comments where you think the, those two hit ones to, are. He was getting off some fits this weekend. Oh, yeah. He had, oh, that, yeah. he had that like all leather suit with no shirt underneath. <laughs> that was yep, a serious yep. That was a serious the all get pink up. look was pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. I like that. What can I say? I, I think it was pink. also it's at this event uh, that Hamilton was wearing all the jewelry when he was just randomly talking. And he like slipped in just like as a casual aside. Yeah, I was offered to go to space. Oh, is that is the, was it the same instance there when he talked about how somebody offered to send him to space, but he doesn't believe the moon landing happened. Right. That was the other thing that came to light, was I guess he is skeptical of the moon landing, but had been offered to go to space. Hey, if you want to get to the bottom of it, you go up get there to the and check out yourself. <laughs> you, want to get, you want to figure out whether we really went, why not go there and, and take a peek around, see if I actually find any evidence that we were up there in the first place. Would you do it? Go to space. You know what? Or fake the moon I don't landing? know. I am fake the moon landing. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think, think our nation off. needed to rally around <laughs> <laughs> victory at this time. We needed to get behind something and, and that was a great hoax to, to focus us and, and, and bring us together as a country. Would I go to space? I don't know. I feel like actually maybe not like I am I am a little afraid of heights. That's I don't a, like it. When it's it's a it's very high. I don't like it when like planes are super turbulent. It kind of stresses me out. I feel like it would be freaky. Oh, it would definitely be freaky. What about you, D- JD? If uh, you were offered an all expense, yeah, JD would go. Expense paid trip in to space. Heartbeat. Yeah, in a heartbeat. Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wh- while I'm on screen here, uh, I just wanted to jump in about the hats. Mm-hmm. I think okay. the visor. Great idea. Okay, thank it's you. It's a great idea, <laughs> but you. I'm gonna put a pitch in for the Vegas showgirl. Uh, <laughs> showing oh a yeah, 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 of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, of the No this Dunks is. crew uh, with Trey on the end there in red, and just these headpieces are spectacular. <laughs> this was Pirelli headpieces of these would be incredible. Oh, can you imagine? It would just be hilarious to see the drivers with them on. I mean, 
Yeah, I, I mean, really you guys funny. don't look like you guys look very stately and elegant. I think, but the <laughs> but I think the drivers would look silly. Yes, yeah, not unlike you guys. But yeah, I yeah think exactly. You look natural <laughs> and in your element. Yeah, I guess the only problem would be uh, finding a place to put like the little uh, the gold embroidery. Right. Maybe you go with the gold one, but I just think it's finding so funny. a place. I, they're quite. There's a lot of yeah, volume a lot of there. Places. There's plenty of real estate to put things on. It kind of looks like Skeets has them uh, on his sort of like crown there. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Feathers yeah. put as sticking out of them. But anyway, I just love how in this picture we've all got you know nice jolly faces, but JD just grinning ear. But <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. finally went down. How did on you, show. JD? How did you get out of having to wear these? Oh, well, I wasn't on the show, so okay, I, didn't, but, I didn't have to. You know, we, and it was my greatest dream. Every time we went to Summer League, I wanted that to happen. On our, we, oh, really? we dressed them in Elvis. We dressed them in various costumes on the final show. Mm-hmm. But then I finally got my showgirls, and, and it <laughs> worked out great. It lo- they looked, looked amazing. Awesome. So, yeah. Well, visors a good idea, but. Showgirl headdresses is the way to go in <laughs> Vegas next year. I just, just imagine it's like doubling the height of a lot of these drivers, getting blown all over the place. Yeah. You get windy in Vegas. Well, they've got great neck strength. So I, <laughs> they've got great neck strength, and if you're going to be prepared for the NFL, you got to be able, you gotta be able <laughs> to gonna deal make with it, the, with They're the going to make it first. on the gridiron. They need to be. <laughs> they need to be able to hold their heads up. Those helmets got to easily weigh as much as a headdress. That's exactly right. Good times in Miami. A funnish race and a lot of fun stuff to talk about. We're going to take another break here. When we come back, we'll talk a little Spanish Grand Prix. Spanish Grand Prix, you might say. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Back with no breaks. We're going back to Miami real quick here, Graydon. One thing that didn't come up, I can't believe we didn't mention it. What did you think of the fake marina and how oh it actually God. looked? I cannot Miami. believe we didn't mention this. How did we? I, uh, this is insane. Am I dumb? I thought they were going to have real water. In there. I thought so too. I don't think that's dumb. I I would have absolutely <laughs> thought that. I I thought this was incredibly shocking. Yeah, I mean they had like the little swimming pools, I guess, in what they were calling the beach club, but then the fact that this was all just in the plans, tiles. I thought it looked like they were going to put the boats like in a big fake harbor. Yeah. And you could like 
swim or something. Hang out on the boats, maybe? Yeah. I mean, like, if I had bought, like, months ago, if I had bought a boats ticket, I would have been like, <laughs> I think I would have presumed it would be floating. If I had gotten there and this is what it was like, I would, what the hell? I would have been hey, very hey, shocked. the water. Yeah. We're, uh, I, and I just think this is so odd. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it is really strange that they just had a Grand Prix in a parking lot, basically, and then they put in fake boats with fake water in a fake marina. Oh, it's just crazy stuff, and I mean, they took a lot of aerial shots of it as well, as if it were a real marina. Yeah, I, I, I just can't believe they thought this was a good idea. I guess putting in water is costly and time intensive and 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 maybe tough to do semi permanently but I, I don't know i thought this was i thought this was so odd and like kind of embarrassing i just thought this is weird it is weird but, well, but we got good is content what? out of it like guys like fake yeah. swimming on yes. it or like you know but the question is what are you looking at if you're not looking at that i mean the what bringing water that much water we're talking about what 100,000 gallons a of lot water. of gallons like it would be a lot very, very wasteful. I sure. Yeah. Okay, so you yes. think it was a? You think it's like a concern no, for the climate? No, <laughs> the, I, I think that it's like a, just a production designer going, "What's what screams Miami? Uh, a, a, a marina? What's going to look good from the air? Let's put wa- fake water there." Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah. No, I'm not making excuses, right. and I hate that it was so well watched. Because now it sort of validates this decision. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it, was, it, it, was, it got a ton of PR. Yeah. It, like, Twitter blew up with this when this right. first came out that this is what was going on. Because I think we were not alone in anticipating that it would be real water. <laughs> Far from it, <laughs> no. in fact. We thought it was real water. They're real boats. Yeah. It's a they real are real dock. boats, real dock, <laughs> fake water. I, but it looks more blue. It looks more blue than real water would, I suppose. I, I guess. The and also the sparkles know. are built in as well, right? <laughs> yeah, like, wow, like the shimmering <laughs> light. Yeah, the fact that like the light glistening off the water is not real, but is like part of it is is special. Well, it's a temporary track, right? I guess it's back to being a car park. I think so. I think when, you know, the Dolphins kick off next season, it'll just be <laughs> a right. big sea of parking lots again. So I, I, I guess, I guess they're I gonna do they'll this bring every back year. the exact same setup. I mean, I guess they tinker with track layouts and that kind of stuff, which would mean you could change up your <laughs> where I, you're putting your fake marinas. I I you'd have to think that Maybe they'll maybe they'll tinker with a few moments, but it was really costly to like reimagine sure. it year in year out. So, and there's got to be a lot of permitting involved. I I suspect it'll be similar next year. We shall see. That's a year from now. In a couple of weeks from now, we've got a race in Spain. So let's take a quick look here at the updated standings. Uh, up top in the driver standings, Charles Leclerc still in first, but the lead has narrowed between he and Max Verstappen. Verstappen now 19 points behind Leclerc. Followed following Verstappen, you got Perez, Russell uh, sitting in P4, Carlos Sainz, Hamilton, Norris, Bottas, Ocon, and Magnussen. Magnussen still hanging in in number 10. A little surprised by that. Uh, as for Impressive. the team standings, the constructor standings, Ferrari. Atop the leaderboard right now, but a very slim lead, just six points ahead of Red Bull, followed by Mercedes, McLaren, Alfa Romeo, Alpine, Alfa Tauri, Haas, Aston Martin, and Williams. I love it. Points for every single team uh, on the grid. Very cool. Well, like I said, we're going to Spain for the next race. Not until May 20th. We got practice 
in Spain on May 20th, qualifying May 21st. The race is on May 22nd. Did race there last season. We did. Lewis Hamilton won. Max Verstappen P2. <clears throat> Bottas in P3. Who does this track favor, Graydon? It's a good question. I think it probably – I mean, I think right now it, it's it's probably probably favors Red Bull. At this point, it seems like almost any track probably favors Red Bull short of maybe Monaco when we go there or something like that. Or you know, so, But, you know, this we'll see how this race goes. Barcelona has a very bad reputation for being one of the most boring races of the season, sadly. Uh-oh. It is people do not love the Spanish Grand Prix. So uh, I, I'm hoping that that, you know, but there's a lot of races actually people used to say that about that have given us absolute bangers, right? Like people used to say that about Sochi and last year in Russia was wild. Um, you know, people have said that a lot about a lot of places that have delivered some terrific races. So I don't know, we'll see. But, you know, it's, it's, I, I wish we weren't coming out of kind of what was a quiet or muted race heading into Spain. That's not ideal. Yeah, I saw the Slipstream team earlier was saying that both this race and I think Monaco is the next one after are not big overtaking no, races. No, they're not. That's that's the issue, right? I mean, by boring, I think that's fundamentally what I mean, right? You know, at least Monaco has uh, Monaco has, I think, the. You know, the glitz and the glamour and the history and, and the scenery, and, and it makes for a very, very intense qualifying. Barcelona, to me, just kind of is like a – there just are a lot of unforgettable weekends there. But we'll see. I will say we have never been there with these cars before. True. We have never been there with the cars that are able to follow us closely, that are able to fight back against one another. This is a great test of whether Monaco is not a good test of whether the cars are more competitive in on race because it's too narrow and it doesn't matter it's still too it's still too narrow for people to really overtake most places Barcelona is a real test of like you know w- will we be able to follow more closely and w- have we actually created better racing I guess we shall see if the new regulations have an effect there because it would be cool to get a good race and some nice overtakes and some good some good racing between the racers that would be great. Anyways, <laughs> we we'll love be for back good racing May twenty fourth to recap the Spanish Grand Prix. Until then, Graydon, it's playoff mode. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah, you can follow Graydon on Twitter at Mr. Gordian. Two pivotal game fives tonight, Graydon. Pivotal. Philadelphia at Miami. Let's get pivotal. Dallas at Phoenix. Who you like? I'm liking Miami, and I'm liking I'm liking Phoenix. I'm going with the I'm going with the. The hot teams. The hot the teams. Homers. The home teams. They're going with the home teams. Be exciting to see if anybody tries a three-pointer from distance. We'll see <laughs> if they could try. You can't My try guess it. is yes. My understanding about three-pointers is they're best from distance. They're harder the closer you get. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you get it's a, it's, a little it's, too close. It, people don't. Because then you get too close, and then it's no longer. You can't even make three points anymore. Check out Graydon at Mr. <laughs> Gordon. Follow No Dunks on social media at No Dunks Inc. Anywhere and everywhere on the internet. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, wherever. Send us some F1 emails at nodunksattheathletic.com. You can subscribe to The Athletic at theathletic.com slash nodunks. Nodunks back tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern, on the No Dunks channel to break down those pivotal game fives. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. Stay speedy, people. Vroom, vroom.